Welcome to Airy Live. I'm Mark Tier, the founder and CEO of Black Spectacles. Uh, today, we're going to be joined by guest expert Andrea Wenroig Torres, who's going to be walking you through a mock PPD practice exam. If you can think of any questions you'd like to ask Andrea during the Q&A, make sure to post them in our Airy community. Um, if you're not familiar with our Airy community, uh, it, you can find it at community.blackspectacles.com. We've actually pinned um, today's, um, let's say, discussion at the top of uh, of the community page. So community.blackspectacles.com um, and throw all your questions there. If you're joining us um, for the first time, Black Spectacles is a leading test prep provider for ARE 5.0. Our test prep includes video lectures, practice exams, flashcards, and virtual workshops, all available online with memberships available for either individual architects or groups. And I want to mention to all of you, uh, we recently released um, brand new video content um, for the PJM uh, exam, uh, which includes brand new lecture videos with uh, motion graphics and 3D graphics, as well as scenario videos um, with new animation. So it's good stuff. Um, invite all of you to check it out. Um, as a reminder, we also offer a referral program uh, for groups. Um, whether you are a, and maybe we want to go to the next slide here, um, but whether, let's see here, uh, whether you're a firm or a school or an AIA chapter or some other kind of group, um, just introduce us to uh, your boss or HR or whomever makes the decisions in your group. Um, and if they sign up, we'll provide you with a $250 gift card uh, of your choice. So participate. Um, all you need to do is follow the instructions on blackspectacles.com slash group dash referral. And those instructions are so easy. All you have to do is send an email to sales at blackspectacles.com, um, introducing us to uh, your firm leader or your group leader, and we'll take it from there. Our next session for ARE Live will be December 14th of 2023, where we'll be discussing the CE exam. Uh, we'll be doing another mock exam. So again, another good opportunity to uh, get some, uh, some good practice in. Um, and so you can go to, I'd recommend just so you don't forget, and it's all good if you don't show up, but go ahead and register right now. Go to blackspectacles.com slash podcast to sign up. If you're live right now, we just posted the link. Um, so invite you to go uh, register right now, just so you've got it on your calendar and you'll get the emails and so forth. And if you can't show up, no big deal. We'll send you the recording, recording anyways. As I mentioned a moment ago, today we're going to be posting a thread in our online ARE community uh, to answer any questions you might have. Uh, you can either click the link I just shared in the chat box, uh, which will send you to community.blackspectacles.com, um, or you can find it in the ARE Live section of our ARE community homepage. Everyone who posts in our thread today will be eligible to win a free Black Spectacles t-shirt. So head over to community.blackspectacles.com, and seriously, all you have to do is say hello. Um, if, you, if you do that, you are uh, automatically... Um, uh, let's say, uh, eligible to win uh, the T-shirt, um, but um, invite all of you to, um, you know, to, to post a question then there uh, if you'd like to uh, as we're going through the session. I'll be pulling those questions and sharing them uh, with Andrea uh, during the live session. So I will be monitoring um, our ARE community page for any questions. So if you have one, throw it there, and I'll promise uh, I'll pull it out so that uh, we uh, answer it during the live session. Let's see here. Um, ooh, one other fun thing. It's November. Uh, Black Friday's uh, only a couple of days away. Um, so at the end of the show today, I'll be sharing our Black Friday discount code uh, for 30% off of any membership. It's our biggest sale of the year. Um, and so excited to share that with you. So 
With that, I would uh, love to welcome today's guest, Andrea Munroig-Torres. Uh, in addition to working with us here at Black Spectacles, Andrea is an architect based in Washington, DC, and is licensed in Puerto Rico. Uh, today, Andrea will be sharing her screen during today's ARE Live. So we recommend watching the webinar better see how we work through the material. So with that, welcome, Andrea. Thank you, Mark. Um, thank you, everyone. Uh, hello, and everyone, welcome to uh, our podcast today. Um, as Mark mentioned already, today we're going to be doing a mock exam for PPD. Uh, more specifically, we're going to be talking about building systems. So with that, let's go ahead and get started with the first question. Um, so, okay, a big company wants to renovate and expand an existing building located in Arizona. The client wants to foster sustainable economic development with this expansion. The building will be designed as a type B occupancy, uh, type B construction with an occupancy per IBC 2018 with a total occupant load of 540, 540 distributed along multiple offices in five levels. What would be the most appropriate system, uh, HVAC system, a central or a local system? I'm going to give you a, a few seconds to think about it, and then we're going to discuss the answer. All right. So um, in this case, uh, we could go with both. Um, if we are talking about individual offices, we would do a local system with a system uh, in each office. Usually a local system is, is intended to serve one zone. If we have multiple uh, offices, we would have one, one system in each office. The system is self-contained, meaning the source, distribution, delivery, and control components are co closed cobble and generated within one package uh, located in each office. If we had um, uh, an open floor offices instead of individual offices, then we could go with central system. A central system serves multiple zones from one location on or one zone from a distant location. With a centralized cooling and heating system, a distribution system is also required to transport the conditioned air from its place of origin to the various zone. This means that we would have multiple ducts running uh, within the building, uh, difference with uh, from the local system where we would have just a package unit inside of the uh, space. Question number two. Um, so a big company wants to. Yeah, I don't. Ice. I don't see any. Uh, just as as a quick heads up, I don't see any yeah. questions right now, uh, Andrea. Uh, if anyone has any questions on on these specific um, questions we're going through, please drop them in the community. Nice to see a couple of people posting already, uh, but I don't have any questions right now. So go right. right ahead. Sorry to interrupt you there. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, uh, I would love questions. Um, all right. So question number two, we're talking about the. The same uh, case study, a big company wants to renovate and, ex and expand an existing building located in Arizona. The client wants to foster sustainable economic development with this expansion. The building will, will be designed as a type B construction with an occupancy per IBC 2018 with a total occupant load of 540 distributed along multiple offices in five levels. What central HVAC system would be the most I'm sorry, what local HVAC system would be the most appropriate given the client request and building use? A, CAV, or constant air volume with terminal reheat and return growth. B, variable air volume, or VAV, with VAV box and return with return growth. C, fan coil unit with rooftop mounted dedicated outside air ventilation, or DOAS system. 
variable refrigerant flow with rooftop, rooftop mounted dedicated air ventilation or VRF with DOAS. I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds again. All right, and so the, the answer would be a fan coil unit with rooftop mounted dedicated outside air. So um, with a fan coil, you can uh, work with, if we can go to the next slide for a second, so we can expand a little bit more on each of these. Can we go to the next slide? Hey, Patrick, can we go to the next slide, buddy? No, okay, sorry, go back. Maybe back, maybe back. Yeah, all right, let's expand a little bit about uh, on each of them. Of them. So, like I was saying, for a fan coil unit, you, you would use it for a multiple zone system. Um, it would be localized in each, in each uh, office or in each unit. The fan coil system does not supply fresh air, which is why we are adding the dedicated outside air ventilation to provide fresh air into each unit. Um, because with the fan coil, we would need a separate ventilation system. Uh, that would be the DOAS or it would be injection air. Uh, we uh, the way that the fan coil unit uh, uh, works is uh, heated or cooled water comes through the pipe or through pipes or coils into a fan coil unit, uh, which is the package that would live in the unit and would supply the conditioned air. Uh, with this system, the temperature is controlled by modulating a modulating valve on the heating and cooling pipe. So um, each office or each space would be able to control the, we would be able to control the, uh, temperature in the unit individually. Now, with the, let's talk a little bit about uh, the other systems and why this one would be the most appropriate for offices. Um, so the constant air volume with reheat terminal is a central system, like we mentioned before. Um, it serves single zones or single uh, units. The way that it works is with constant, constant air volume uh, having a, a, a temperature a controller in the unit that controls basically the uh, heat or cold water that comes from the um, uh, air handling unit or the chiller or heater. Um, so you would need one single thermostat in each uh, air handling unit, meaning that if you want to control multiple spaces with or have the ability to have multiple spaces with different temperature, you would have a you would need a CAD or air handling unit individual for each space. That means that we would also have more ducts coming from each of the air handling units to each space. So more space and more energy uh, would be needed. For the variable air volume with the AB box, this is also a multiple zone system. So the same idea uh, of the CAD would, be, um, apply, would apply here. Um, the difference would be that in this case, we would not be actually controlling the, the temperature that is going into the, the space. What we, would, what we would be controlling is the uh, volume of air that enters the space. And that basically would be the, the controlling elements of the, the air in the space. We would have a damper and the thermostat basically would control that damper and close it or open it depending on the amount of air that we want in the space. If we wanted to provide both heating and cooling with this system, uh, we would need a VAE box because the system only allows um, either or either cooling or heating happening at the same time. So if we have cooling happening in the system, in the, in the central system, 
then we would add a VAD box in each space that would uh, allow for heating in the system. So again, this is more energy that we would be spending. Now, between the fan coil unit and the VRF, which are uh, fairly similar, similar systems in the sense that they, that they are both uh, local systems that happen or are, um, uh, are located in each space and they allow for um, allow for temperature to be controlled in the space individually. Um, what would be the defining factor uh, in terms of which one you would use um, could be the sustainability factor and then the noise factor uh, affecting both uh, both system. Um, you could use both of them for for repetitive spaces, talking about apartment units or hotel rooms or offices, individual offices. Um, you could control the temperature in each of them. Now you would not have, uh, you would not want to have a noisy, um, an, a noisy equipment in, let's say, an apartment building. Uh, but in terms of uh, an office building, where you would want to have a noisy, uh, not noisy equipment, but something that produces more noise, so that you, the the noise could help with acoustic between offices, then in that case, you would use the fan coil unit, which again is uh, a noisier equipment than the VRF. The other uh, element is the sustainability factor um, with the fan coil unit, as we explained late, uh, uh, before, uh, the fan coil unit also needs to add a, a ventilation element, which would be the DOAS or induction air. Uh, so in that case, it would not be the most sustainable uh, system uh, but the VRF flow with the DOA system is a more uh, sustainable building, a uh, more sustainable system, I'm sorry, because you could use the same system for various spaces. You can use, um, if you compare this, for example, uh, to the fine coil, uh, the fine coil, again, needs one equipment, uh, uh, one system per room. With the VRF, you could use the same system for three apartment units, or you can use the same system for three different offices, and you would still be able to control the temperature in each of these spaces. So that's mainly the, the difference between the fan coil and the VRF would lie in the use that you would uh, give each of them. If you're talking about um, hotel rooms or offices um, where you could or would want to have some extra noise added to the space to help with the acoustics, some white noise added into the space, then in that case, um, you would use the fan coil. The VRF would be better suited for smaller spaces, um, apartment buildings where you would not want the noise and you would uh, uh, also want to take uh, advantage of the sustainability factor of the system. Um, all right, so question number three. Actually, let's pause right here. We do yeah. have a couple of questions. Uh, and again, oh, I want to invite everyone um, to post their questions in our ARE community, just go to community.blackspectacles.com. Um, but uh, let's see here. There were a couple of questions. Um, Moshi uh, asked, why would we need heat in Arizona? Um, uh, and the thought was, you know, Arizona is a, is a, is a, is a, is a desert. Um, but, uh, some other people were going back and forth and maybe sort of suggesting that in some places it, it does get cold. So do you want to maybe address that in general? Yeah, no, of course. Um, thank you for that question. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, if we are on a desert, um, the idea is that we have a very hot days and then during the night we do get the temperature drop, uh, uh, 
we get a great drop in temperature at night. Um, but I'm not talking specifically in that case uh, when I'm explaining about the heating. I'm just talking in general about the uh, system uh, translate that you know that we can do both uh, heating and cooling with the system. And I just wanted to uh, clarify that in the explanation of each of each system so that you can get the whole picture of the system, not the place in this case. Um, but completely, um, the Arizona uh, aspect of the question, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Um, we might not need uh, the heating in Arizona. Uh, also, uh, I am going to uh, use that question, and I also see the type B uh, now mentioned there. Um, I think it's important as well to understand what parts of the questions are important for the answer um, and, and what parts of the statement that are given uh, in a question are, are uh, statements or points that we need to actually use or not. Uh, if it's just there for uh, feeling the question, I think it, it's a good thing to try to decipher and, and actually understand what part of the question is needed for the answer. And the uh, part of the Arizona part, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's completely needed for the questions that we're answering today. Now, the type B, uh, the type B construction, the frequency load, it's not completely irrelevant for these kind of questions right now. Um, I just added them for uh, <laughs> confused a little and trying to understand um, what part of the question is actually important or not um, when we're talking about this kind of questions and statements. Got it. Um, and then wanted to make a note here. Uh, let's see, um, Gilda as well as uh, uh, Jenny had asked a couple questions uh, related to the type of system. Um, so, uh, is there such a term as dedicated air ventilation? Uh, but maybe the maybe the question here is, uh, why is a fan coil system a centralized HVAC system? Shouldn't it be a localized one? Yeah, um, it is a local um, one. Yeah. There we go. Okay, beautiful. You're correct. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, feel free to go right ahead. Thank you. So 20 years, no, question number three. 20 years have passed and the same building will be converted to an apartment building. Water heaters will be needed, will be need to be updated for a more appropriate system for apartment building, which would be more efficient, a centralized system or a point of use system? A, point of use or B, centralized system. Right. Okay, so in this case, we would want to have a centralized system. Um, the centralized system would be a gas heater with storage tank. It would be an electric resistance heater with storage tank or a gas or electric resistance with heating with heat pump heat recovery system. A point of view uh, kind of system would be gas tankless heater. Um, these are energy efficient, produce more water or at greater efficiency and high initial cost or an electric tank tankless heater that adds to the peak demand on electric grid, not energy efficient and can only supply a limited amount of hot water and it requires no minimal floor area. Uh, kind of the same explanation as with the HVAC system, the point of view uh, heat water, uh, water heater um, lies in the, in the same place in the unit, in the, in the place where it's gonna be used basically whereas a centralized system uh, would be divided in two parts. It would have a place where the, uh, the water is getting heated. Um, that would be the, the, the gas heater or the electric resistance. 
and then you would have a storage tank uh, where, again, the, the already conditioned air, uh, water would live in the storage tank, and that's the one that would go to each, um, each uh, space where it's going to be used. In this case, when we're talking about an apartment building, um, we would want a centralized system that we can give maintenance uh, in one room outside of the actual units. Um, if we were talking about a condo building, for example, uh, in that case, we would want to use, or it would be more appropriate to have a point of use heater, water heater. Um, in that case, uh, each individual condo units would want to give maintenance to the, the system, so they would have it in the same within the same unit. So there would not be a, a general maintenance place uh, for this kind of use. Um, all right, we can go to the next slide. Um, so uh, basically going into the same topic, the client in developing the new building would like a sustainable building with optimized system and a control budget at a control budget where every system is selected based on cost, efficiency, and sustainability. Which water heating system is the most appropriate for the new apartment building? A single electric resistant tank with multiple water storage tanks, heat recovery system located near exhaust vents, central solar water heater with the centralized tankless heating coils, and D single gas tank with recirculating pump. So we would go with C, the central solar water heater with the centralized tankless heating coils. Um, as we can see in the statement of the question, uh, we want to have an optimized system uh, on a controlled budget with every system selected based on cost, efficiency, and sustainability. When we use the central solar water heater with the centralized tankless heating coils, we have a highly sustainable system. Uh, we have higher initial cost, but then we have lower cost uh, life. It requires minimal floor area. We would have the solar system uh, happening in the roof, probably, uh, or outside of the building, obviously. Uh, then we would have uh, separated heating coils that would be closer to each unit, and those would be the ones uh, producing the, the heat that would heat the, yeah, basically the, the, would be transforming the heat gain from the solar system into the piping poles that would be then uh, distributed into each unit. Um, then the, the downside of the system would be that the efficiency would vary depending on climate zones. We go back, if we go back to the uh, original statement, we're talking about Arizona. Uh, that means that a uh, central solar uh, heater would be um, would be appropriate for this climate zone because, uh, like uh, someone mentioned earlier, um, we're talking about the the desert. So a, a solar system would be very appropriate. Um, talking a little about each of the different um, options that we have here, a single electric resistant tank with multiple water storage would be inefficient um, because we would be wasting water and energy and it has uneven heating in units um, meaning that the higher unit in the highest floor uh, would have uh, the water would not be as hot as the one closer to the heating uh, system or the heating element would make and this would make the the the, the system uh, inefficient 
if we go with hip recovery system located near suspense, it would have a higher initial initial cost as well. And it is usually an added element, not a primary system. Um, you would also have to add a different system. Um, it is a great idea for sustainability because you would be reusing energy. Um, but uh, again, you would need a, a central a central system before adding the heat recovery system. Then the single gas tank with recirculating pump, it's kind of the same idea as the single electric resistance tank. Uh, the difference is basically that the way that you're producing the, the heat, um, it is more efficient than the electric resistance tank because you are not wasting energy as you are or adding to the peak energy, uh, the peak electric system, but um, it's still uh, uh, very wasteful because you are currently uh, constantly pumping water, which means that you are actually uh, wasting that water. And if you add the, the recirculating pump, you are also uh, wasting electric electricity because you have the pump uh, running constantly. So that would add um, a lot to the electricity budget. All right, um, we go to the next slide. Before we do, uh, Andrea, it looks like there's a couple of people that have sort of the same question. Um, how is higher initial budget, uh, how does that work with uh, initial cost? Oh, so basically the initial cost is the, the first, uh, the price of uh, buying the system. Um, heat, uh, the, the solar uh, heater are more expensive as an initial cost, meaning that the, the actual equip equipment are highly expensive right now, but then the, during the life of the system, since you are not um, spending on electricity, then the life of the system uh, is going to return that initial cost uh, with the electricity bill, basically. Um, the, the initial cost, the, the, yeah, basically that's the idea. The initial cost is the, the, the price of the system and how expensive or not expensive that system uh, is to uh, put to function, basically. Um, then the the life of the of the system um, could be uh, that the life of the system is more expensive or not. Uh, let's compare the electric resistant tank uh, versus the solar water heater um, with the single the electric resistant tank. The system itself uh, and buying the system and putting the system uh, to work is way less expensive than putting a solar uh, water heater to work uh, and buying the equipment. But uh, during the life of the system, uh, the electric resistant tank is going to be more ex expensive to operate um, because you're going to have uh, a higher electric bill. Uh, you're going to have higher maintenance cost versus the solar water heater, um, which we're, uh, is going to reduce those electrical costs. It's not going to add to the electric grid, uh, to the peak electric grid, and then uh, the maintenance of the system is way simpler than what the electric resistance is because you're going to have less equi equipment as well. So you have less uh, things to maintain. That means that uh, you have to uh, put in context uh, the budget for each system. And in this case, if we are talking about optimized optimized system based on cost efficiency and sustainability, we have the three elements, then we can say that the solar system is better uh, because, yes, it's going to have a higher cost, but then uh, along uh, the period of time, uh, you're going to have more savings than what you would have with the electric resistance. Even with the electric resistance, it's cheaper to, uh, it's cheaper in the initial cost. So you would have to put it in, in, in a balance. If the, if the statement uh, did not mention the efficiency 
for the sustainability part of the question, it would just based on cost, then yeah, the single electric resistant tank would maybe be a good option as well. Or the single gas tank also would be a good, uh, uh, a good, uh, a good option for the question. Uh, what makes it in here, in this particular question, what makes it uh, better to have the solar water here is the cost efficiency sustainability part and the Arizona part. Uh, because everything uh, in those four items make it work better with the solar water heater equipment. Awesome, thank you. All right, we can go to the next question. All right, so again, we are using the same uh, statement as before. The client has decided to provide light fixtures in all units. They would like to decide again on a sustainable low cost life long life option which would be the appropriate light source a incandescent b discharge c high intensity discharge or d solid state light all right so in this case uh we would go with that discharge uh, lamps uh discharge light fixtures um discharge include fluorescent lighting neon and cold cathode lamp um, they, again, let's uh, discuss a little about each of them. Uh, incandescent would be an incandescent lighting or a halogen lighting. Uh, high intensity discharge would mean a mercury light or a metal halide or a ceramic metal halide or a high pressure sodium or an induction. And a solid state light would be the LED. Now, uh, in this case, it's, it's a bit, um, sometimes to to make uh, the difference between them uh, in terms of which one would be the best option um, because as we already know the LED lights are uh, the best option in general in terms of lighting because are the most efficient and less expensive along the way um, option uh, now in this case the difference would be or the deciding factor would be the use that we're giving them, because in this case, we are talking about an apartment building. Um, if we use the solid state light, the solid state, the LED would need to have a controller or the, the electric source would be, uh, the electric source would live within the equipment, basically. Uh, the, the, in the discharge option would be connected to the electric grid of the building. So that, that means that the, main, the maintenance given to each of them would vary. So with a discharge lighting fixture, the maintenance would happen outside of the unit. Uh, in the solid state line, if uh, there is an, a problem with the lighting fixtures or anything happening, then you would actually have to go into the unit uh, to change the unit, uh, basically to change the, the, the LED or, or, or to figure out what the problem is. So in that case, you would actually have to go inside of the unit instead of having a centralized space with an, uh, an electrical uh, room uh, that you can go and see what the problem is. Basically, that's that's the, the difference. Um, if we are doing, uh, for example, a condo building, uh, in that case, we would actually want to yeah. do solid state light uh, because in that case, every person would be would be in charge of the maintenance and in charge of the of everything that happened in the unit. So me, that means that we would want to have a, a, a light fixtures that basically that fixture 
that it's basically contained within the unit. And in that case, the LED, uh, it's a way better option. But again, in this case, where we're in an apartment building where we want to have a more centralized place, uh, then we would do the, the discharge um, so that we can take out of the unit the, the power factor of the light fixture. Can go to the last question. Uh, that was the last one there, right, Patrick? Okay. Oh, so okay. we're okay. Got it. Well, yeah. If, if, if I can take a, a yeah. few minutes, then in that case, I wanted to uh, talk a little more in that case in about the zooming in a little into the discharge light source. Um, so if we, the fluorescent uh, light, light fixture, the difference or the difference between the fluorescent neon and cold cathode, uh, cathode lamp. So the fluorescent has, uh, in this case, we would select the fluorescent lights, uh, light fixture for an apartment building um, because these have high efficacy. They have a good color rendition index. Um, the life expectancy of this light fixture is 40, 46,000 hours, and they have low energy cost as well. Um, for the reasons that I was mentioning a little earlier, the default uses for this kind of uh, light fixtures are apartment and offices or spaces where diffuse area lining is preferred. Now, neon, uh, neon is, yes, a high efficacy uh, light fixture, but it has a low color rendition index. It has a low light output and is usually developed with uh, special colors and shapes. And so that those would be the typical uses, um, places where you need different colors and different shapes. That's where you would use a neon uh, light fixture. Then the cold cathode lamp, it's low efficacy and it has a low color rendition index as well. Um, and so the typical uses would be for decoration. Um, before uh, the fluorescent was uh, made or was highly available. Um, the one that we would use, we would have used was the cold cathode lamp, but um, the fluorescent is more uh, efficient. So uh, that's why uh, the cold cathode lamp is only used uh, nowadays just for uh, decoration. Um, we basically replace everything else with uh, the fluorescent light. Then the metal halide, um, it has a high efficacy as well and a good color rendition index. And then the life expectancy is lower than the fluorescent light. And the typical uses would be uh, bigger spaces um, with uh, stores, basically offices, schools, those kind of places where uh, you wanna have um, a good color rendition index. You wanna have a high efficacy and uh, the life expectancy is good, it's still good, it's still uh, 20,000 um, hours, uh, but um, you can basically replace them uh, with no problem. Um, yeah, basically that's that. That's the difference between those, those three, four uh, light fixtures, and that's why we would use the discharge and the fluorescent specifically for this kind of function. And that's that was now the last question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Thank you, uh, Andrea. Um, and um, 
I guess um, one one note just to make to everyone, just know uh, there's a couple comments uh, about folks, you know, uh, wondering about NCARB writing sort of trick questions and things like that. But the thing I'd note to you is, you know, there's very much a science to to writing, um, you know, questions on these exams. Um, and we use here for our mock exams, we often use these sort of to teach um, you know, specific concepts. And so here's a great opportunity to learn a little bit more about the discharge, uh, you know, type of light source. The thing I would uh, recommend to all of you is, um, again, NCARB does, tries to not write, you know, trick questions. Usually if there's a trick, the trick is in the actual wording in the actual question. Um, and sometimes it's easy to kind of like skip over, uh, you know, one word in a, in a question and that question um I'm sorry, that word is the thing that kind of makes it uh, a little bit tricky. So um, anyways, uh, that uh, um, that would be uh, just something to kind of think about in terms of test taking strategies. We did have one question. We'd love to go back to the to the first slide here. Uh, one question here in the ARE community I do want to point out. Um, and the question was, maybe there was a little confusion, so it could be that. Um, but um, um, S. Dubinsky wrote uh, that, uh, Andrea, maybe you had mentioned that the answer is both um, and uh, and said that the exam wouldn't allow for both. So what is the, an the right answer in this case? Um, could you comment on that? Uh, yeah, of course. So we are talking here about the HVAC system. Uh, yeah, here it would, we would go with a local system because we're talking about offices. Um, if we had that, okay, I, I know the, I get the, the confusion. So if we were talking, if, this, if the question uh, was talking about individual offices, um, then we would do a local system with a package unit in each system. In this case, we were talking about fan coil units. Now, if the offices were an open floor space, in that case, we would go with a central system. I kind of wanted to have both options there so that you could visualize it better uh, and understand it better. Um, if you had an open uh, floor office, then you could do a central system uh, where you would have dots running into each, each section of the open floor and uh, supply for the conditioned air, supply the conditioned air. If you had individual offices, uh, then in that case, you would have local systems um, packaged with, uh, inside the, the each individual office. That way you can kind of visualize which system is better for what kind of use. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Andrea. That's going to be all for today. Uh, so just a reminder that our next area live, I do have a couple of updates for all of you here briefly. Our next area live will be on December 14th, and we'll be discussing the CE exam. Um, so I'd certainly recommend uh, registering for that. Um, just so you get it on your calendar. And if you're not able to attend, of course, we'll send you the replay. You can go to blackspectacles.com slash podcast to sign up or check out the community page. Um, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of our show, we've recently released some new content on the PGM course. Uh, so check that out. Um, as a reminder, uh, we also offer a referral program uh, for firms and schools uh, where if you introduce us to your boss or HR, um, and if they sign up, uh, we'll give you a $250 gift card to participate. Follow the instructions on blackspectacles.com slash group dash referral. Um, I mentioned uh, that today we'll be handing out a free t-shirt for everyone who posts their questions uh, in our ARE community. And the winner for today is S. Stepper. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, SS Stepper. Uh, so thank you so much for posting in our ARE uh, community. Um, and just a reminder, if you'd like to be eligible to win a t-shirt uh, the next time, feel free to post your question 
uh, on our feature topic during the next ARE Live. And the thing I'll mention, we, we put, we'd use that um, as a great resource because our ARE community is always active. It's not just active for ARE Live. Um, it's a place you can poke around and you can ask questions um, you know, while you're studying. Um, and then lastly, um, as a thank you for participating today, we'd like to offer you a 30% uh, discount off of any membership with the code SAVE30 Live. This coupon code will be uh, valid until November 27th. Um, so uh, if you're ready to start studying, uh, go right ahead and you have a coupon code. And with that, I want to say thanks for watching. We look forward to seeing you next month.